1: Ah, you damn right hope everybody's having a good friday headed into a weekend still hot out there oh it's going to be another one next week too with 105s and 106s uh, in and around the austin area and probably all over the state of texas we hope you're trying to stay cool trying to stay dry today we got a lot to get into nba draft last night Some big recruiting stuff going on this weekend for Texas, and I'm sure a lot of other teams. June has become a big, big month for that. In the NFL, we'll hit another Mount Rushmore. We're going to a green mountain today. But maybe most importantly, we've got a Hall of Fame lean going on on this show. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I am Chad Hastings. He is the man who is going to be on his honeymoon next week. He is the man who's going to be leaning this entire Friday show. He is the man who's literally wearing his vacation hat as we speak. (laughs) He is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's cracking, Chad? Happy Friday,
0: everybody. And, yeah, I'm leaning.
1: Man. Leaning like the Houston drink. I really hope that people get a chance to see the YouTube version of the show today at some point. Peek in on YouTube or Twitch on the cameras. Because Zay, who normally rocks the neck pillow for the entire show, it's part of his comfort. It's part of his thing. Now you're going neck pillow and hat. So is this basically you on the plane? Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I probably won't
0: be rocking the neck pillow on the plane.
1: See, that's what I I, I figured. I was thinking that today. Like, wait a minute. Let me guess. Zay will be the guy who doesn't wear it on an airplane where everybody else does. (laughs) But you wear it here. Yeah. And nobody else does. Yeah, the hat makes the plane. Hat's going on the plane. Hat's going on the plane. Yeah, yeah. When you commit to a hat like that, you have to figure out how to get it on the plane effectively and efficiently and get it off the plane because there's no way you can pack that.
0: Yeah. You're going to crush it. Right. So, like, if it stays in Mexico, I'm good with that. You know? Oh, you may even leave it? Oh, yeah.
1: Now, how much did the hat run you?
0: Oh, not that much. Okay. I Twenty bucks. Okay, all right. Nothing crazy. Yeah,
1: That—that's a borderline for me, right there. Yeah, that's a <laughs> right at the borderline. You go more than that. If you just said thirty, I'd have said you need to bring the hat back. I mean, a, a twenty spot maybe. Yeah, it's a little steep, but it's a good hat for twenty bucks.
0: True. But I'm liking that. My job's inside. I won't be using the hat much longer, at least not the rest of the year. It's a smooth hat, but yeah, I'm good. Just leaving it there. Me and my wife, we plan on having a great time.
1: As an old man who appreciates a good wide-brimmed hat, if you could get it back here, I'd wear it. I mean, yeah, oh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see. I mean, no. I plan on purchasing things that we could take back here.
0: Oh, so, there you go. You there know. you
1: go. Uh so Zay's gonna be on uh, on vacation next week. Now, just so you know, uh Zay, we are gonna be talking NBA draft, and I looked over your shoulder at some of your prep, and I'm a little concerned about Lakers made a good choice with Eldon Campbell. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! Like we, damn, Elton Campbell, what a name! We really need to figure out. Like, uh, I think Vladdy's going to be a good fit. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's tough. Uh, we'll get into some NBA draft. We're also going to talk uh, some football. We are closing in on football season, uh, ever so, ever so yeah. slowly, day by day. And we're going to get into another Mount Rushmore discussion yeah. coming up.
0: Talk about leaning my mountless. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You just put Joe Namath four times? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you'll see. Yeah, okay. You'll see. We, wow. We will get there. And if you like, uh, maybe, now, Zay, would you take advice from the people who have been to Cancun?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. So, Zay and his wife are celebrating their marriage. They are going on the official honeymoon, and it is Cancun. So, if you've been to Cancun, I have, let's see, have I ever been to Cancun? I don't think so. On cruises, I have done little stops in Grand Cayman and Cozumel, but I don't believe yeah, I've been ever. Yeah, been to Cozumel too. I don't believe I've ever been to Cancun, so yeah. I can't help you. Okay. So, um, other than you know, I would tell you to drink, but I know you're not a drinker. Yeah. So let uh, that's something for you to know as well. Zay is not an alcohol guy. So in Cancun, not a al- is your wife alcohol? Yeah. Oh yeah, she'll drink. Okay, so the wife is interested in the drinks. Zay is not. Let them know what they need to do in Can. Coon. so it is friday uh next week is going to be a wild one here on the station because we've got four leaners today bucky was leaning because he's out next week craig way was just doing the super craig way's lean is bigger than anybody else's because craig gets he has to take his time off right now yeah he works 15 months a year oh it's nuts and so (laughs) so now he he takes like about two weeks off and gets to you know just recharge the battery and everything. So Craig was definitely leaning, but we understand that uh, it was and uh, you know wished him well and, and hope he gets a good safe trip going uh, to, for his vacation. Zay is leaning, and then later on, our man Harge is going to be leaning. Oh, that,
0: that's going to be a huge lean.
1: Yes, and officially to the four of you that chose next week as one of the as a week of vacation, bravo because then the bosses were nice enough to say Monday the 3rd and Tuesday the 4th are off, so y'all all just got seven straight shows off. Well done. Yeah, pretty legit. Well done.
0: Pretty pretty legit. I wasn't thinking about that when we made this trip almost a year ago, but now, yeah, it's coming back in a beautiful way.
1: I don't know what everybody else calls that. I call that playing the Kevin Dunn because Kevin Dunn was always great at it. Kevin Dunn could figure out a way to orchestrate around Memorial Day Or the 4th of July. He did it brilliantly. Bucky's been really good at that as well. Oh, yeah. Bucky's the goat at it. Bucky's the expert. Uh, Yeah. If you guys need to know, everybody that's on vacation, be sure you're tuning in in about two weeks because Bucky will be keeping you updated on (laughs) all of it. I have never known anyone that has more FOMO about other people's vacations than Bucky Godbolt. Oh, yeah. He stays updated on all of it. And when you ask him about his vacation, he goes Patrick Ewing from the 80s when Patrick Ewing said, well, I spend a lot because we make a lot. Something like that, right? Bucky's like, no. I hey, Bucky's like, I take the vacation because I get the vacation. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right.
0: Hey, man. Which is well, great. The greatest.
1: That's right. You got it. Hey, you got to recharge. You got to recharge. All you guys deserve that, and uh, that'll be next week. So I will get one more possible show out of Zay today. We'll see how focused he is because he's going to be thinking of Cancun. You're all locked in. This is like game seven for me. All the answers might be Cancun <laughs> today. <laughs> uh, oh hey, man. Hey Zay, what'd you think of the Mavericks draft? My ties. What? What? Sand beaches. Uh, so, we will uh, we will roll through this NBA draft. Uh, obviously, a lot of big stories that nobody knew about. But it started with the story everybody knew about and Victor Wimbenyama. Uh Zay, I'll start with this comment. I am a Mavericks fan through and through. I always have been and I always will be. I hate how much I love this guy. Right? I hate how much I love everything he says. He Everything he talks about, I end up smiling or laughing or both. I'm drawn towards the screen every single time. If you're a Spurs fan today, I would just tell you to soak every bit of this up. He feels like a seven foot five French, like Tim Duncan sophomore year at Wake. Yo. That's man. what he feels like to me.
0: The dude said when he was asked, What are you? Which I retweeted this and said put him in the Hall of Fame right now for this statement. They asked him, What are you most excited about when you get to San Antonio? And he said breakfast tacos. Right. He said, I can't I've heard so much about breakfast tacos. I've heard people like, talk about the breakfast tacos. <laughs> like, come on, that's, man. That's brilliant. They're genius. He's genius. At nineteen years old, I've been talking about it all week, just seeing him, how he carries himself in press conferences and you know, nothing's too overwhelming for him right now you would think somebody being seven five they talk about a lot of seven footers sometimes being shy because all eyes are on them everybody's looking at them so it could be very awkward and some of them can't handle that and it's rare to have the Shaquille O'Neal's of the world and you know the Joel Embiid's guys like that but if you look at Kareem like Kareem he didn't like that attention he couldn't stand that type of thing And, you know, David Robinson, even though he was great with the media, he'd rather not be a center of attention. Tim Duncan, kind of the same way. And Victor Wimbenyama, he doesn't seem like that at all. He seems like he'll be all over TV. He'll be getting shoe deals and stuff like that. Like HEB commercials. Those HEB commercials are going to be crazy.
1: They're already half-written, I'm sure. Oh, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the French stuff at HEB that we're going to start seeing, it's going to be crazy. (laughs) 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 I can't wait. I'm going to be trying all types of stuff I never had before. But, yeah, man. Man, the Spurs, they got their man, and I love that he's excited about playing in Summer League because a lot of the time, when you're a number one pick, you ain't got to play Summer League. Like, that's just, you know, God forbid, you don't want to put yourself in a check Holmgren situation where we ain't even see check Holmgren this last year because he was playing so much Summer League ball, playing in those Pro-Am leagues and stuff, which you can't hate on him because that just shows he loves the game. Like, how do you? how else would you work on your game? You need to play five-on-five, five, so... Why not play it in front of a big crowd? You know, that's, I don't know the difference between playing it in front of a big crowd and those pro-am leagues than just playing five-on-five pickup when no one's watching. There's no difference. You could get hurt the same way. It was just unfortunate that he did. Mm-hmm. But I compare that because those, both of those guys, Wimbenyama and Cech Holmgren, are both really long, seven-foot, lanky guys. Yeah. And again, just the injury aspect, it has to come in your mind. You think about Yao Ming, you think about Sean Bradley, just somebody that big being able to last like over a decade is very rare even ralph Sampson, as good as he was hall of famer he had his troubles you know i mean i know he got that two-piece popeyes combo in the 86 finals (laughs) against the celtics which changed the whole series and probably his whole career but still like he dealt with those same injuries so i love that victor wimbenyama he's all about his nutrition he's all about his work ethic off the court so he could prevent those injuries because he knows and he sees, oh, looks what, look what's happened to big men over the course of their career. I don't want to be like that. Have you seen those workouts that he does where I, he's like crab walking? I haven't and,
1: seen it yet. I've heard him talk about it, no, but I haven't actually seen him.
0: He's like on his tippy toes doing ballet type stuff. It's yeah. nuts. It's something I've never seen before, especially with somebody of his stature. He's so fluent with his movements. He moves like Kevin Durant. And I know people say, well, how does he drink You're that tall, like how, you know, that ball just has so far to travel, he's going to have a hard time getting the ball up the court. Yo, he gets low on this dribble. That's one of the greatest Mm -hmm. things about Kevin Durant that people don't talk about. KD has always got the ball so low and got his body so low where somebody's seven foot, that's unnatural. Like he gets lower than Jason Kidd when he played. And Jason Kidd was a 6'4 guard, but he was real upright. And it was, he was kind of awkward mm-hmm. when he pushed it. He was straight up. While KD, again, Victor Wimbenyama, has a lot of that in him. So, yeah, the worst thing I've seen of Victor Wimbenyama is that Oprah Winfrey 1995 pantsuit that he wore yesterday. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: but, you know, hey, the, uh, the French are always in a different place when are, it comes right? to fashion. They are, right? Like, he had the, the necklace. By the way, did you hear him describe the necklace? No, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. Spurs fans, check this out. He's describing the necklace. Uh, yes, it is a jewel that uh, he says... Uh, It's it's a jewel. I'm not going to do the whole French thing the whole time, but like it's a jewel where um, it's not the most expensive thing, but it reflects the light really well. I'm not really about expensive things. I'm not about wearing something just because it's expensive, but I like it. It looks kind of like a galaxy, and it and I'm I'm really into space, and I'm really into the and it's just all this depth to the answer, and I thought, oh my god, right? It's just perfect. Like every little when Billis asked him last night about bulking up. His answer was so well thought out. I don't really think of it as bulking up. uh, But I am unique, so we have unique workouts. Back to what you're talking about. And that old phrase about being comfortable in your own skin – it's really easy to say, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to be seven foot five and everybody looks at you and whatever?" Well, a lot of those guys can't deal with it. They can't. But you're right. It appears like Victor is very comfortable with all of it. He's been the tallest kid for a long, 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 long time, but he's also got a good personality to go along with it. He, it, everything feels comfortable with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these European guys—they're taking over the league. Giannis, he got a ring. Nikola Jokic, he got a ring. Mm-hmm. Luca has been all pro first team like four years. I want to say he's been in the league five. You know, yeah. it's 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 absolutely insane with these European guys and just how NBA ready they are with the media, you know, just how articulate he is. Like this ain't his first language, English. It ain't, but he's out there talking his best, and you could definitely understand him. Like There ain't no language barrier, which makes it a lot easier for him to be the face of the league in a few years. So if you look at the Spurs roster with Vassell and Keldon Johnson and Jeremy Sohan, that's a really good young core that could build around Victor Wimbenyama, and this makes Pop a lot younger, you know what I'm saying? He's been coaching Spurs so long, and everybody's been wondering, oh, how many years does he have left? With a guy like this— you got at least a decade in you, depending on, you know, how it goes. Sure. This We've is, seen a lot older
1: coach. Did I see it right? This is his 28th year coming up. It's bonkers. That's incredible. Somebody texted, uh, Victor Wimbanyama's sister is a baddie. Okay. Go Spurs, Yo, go. I not want to say nothing. Brother and sister were getting some love last night. Yo, oh girl, Victor, be
0: be careful, because Drake might slide in her DMs today. That's how bad she is.
1: That, uh, that blouse was uh, ready for the draft. Oh yeah, there was some... You know, mothers
0: and sisters, and I was impressed last night.
1: Yeah, I know we just passed Father's Day, but I really thought last night was Mother's Day in the NBA. I was impressed. Well well done, ladies. Well done.
0: (laughs) Man. I might be wilding if I say this, but I'm about to go on vacation, so who cares? Coach Peavy at Duncanville. Who got in trouble this past year with NCAA or on uh, this UIL? Uh-huh. And he couldn't coach because of the whole Anthony Black situation. And he tried to, uh, you know, he's with Anthony Black's mom now. I get it, dog. Oh, I didn't. It's, oh, I didn't know. It that. was worth getting fired. Oh. It was worth getting fired, Coach oh. PV. I apologize. Okay. It was worth the fine, dog. <laughs> especially if you back this year. You might not have got a chance to coach Ron Holland in his last year. You, you know, they ain't get a chance That's to go great. to state. And I know you got in trouble because the Anthony Black thing and you with the mom now, it's legit to me. I get it. That's funny. Coach Peavy looked smooth last night, former Akins coach, now Duncan, or, yeah, I think he's yeah. coaching Duncanville. He looked smooth last night, dapping up Anthony Black when he got chosen six overall by the Orlando Magic. But, yeah, I'm I, Anthony Black's mama. Coach Peavy, I get it.
1: I get it, Coach. Salute. I, I know they sometimes say, some people like to say that the wedding day is when a woman looks her absolute best. She's never going to look better than that day. I think there were a lot of moms last night disagreeing with that idea. The looks on their faces, they had been made up, and they were wearing dresses, and they were the, the makeup and the hair and everything was there. I bet I saw six, seven of them thinking, I'm on national TV looking better than I've Some ever looked in my out, life. Show out. It was great. Yeah, man. yeah. And the dads were sitting right next to him sometimes with the arm around him, like, yeah, this is my <laughs> wife, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was great stuff, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now the outfits. Whoo. Grady, Dick. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, yo, this white boy tripping. Yeah. He's yep. wildin'. It's kind of grown on me.
1: Okay, because he said he went with the ruby slipper vibe from Wizard of Oz, which is weird. He's a Kansas guy. He's That's a Kansas why. dude. But that was like, there's no place like home. So are you saying there's no place like Kansas? Maybe new home is Toronto. But I, I get I'm it. I'm just paying homage to his home state. I might have, I might have set that off with something else, non sparkly up top. Everything sparkled. Like give me, right. give me like a black shirt or something that sets off that red a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. As time went by, I thought, okay, one night, go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's like if Vanilla Ice and Satan were hanging out. That's what I. thought Oh the yeah, down. that was kind of it. like, like he—he's swaggy, like yeah. he's
1: fly. I'll tell you the one I want. I'll tell you the one I want to try to pull off at a party sometime is Scoot Henderson's oh, stop outfit. It. That
0: was terrible. Oh come on, I dude! Knew, I knew he was going to be tripping.
1: It was like somewhere between like bad Western wear. And then like d- bad disco wear, and yeah. it was just co- smashed together. And he had
0: the grill to match all the stuff, glitter. Oh my glam, god! it was a lot.
1: It really was. It was a lot.
0: Yeah, they were they were on one last night.
1: Man, it was incredible. If you have thoughts on the NBA draft, let us know. Uh, somebody says I give Victor's sister a seven and a half. Oh man! So you're, you're going to have that. Everybody's going to be making their comments. Um, also, people are at, giving Zay some advice on the trip to cancun they jotted down the grand moon palace is the place to stay i mean we already, stand at the resort, so already staying at a resort already staying somewhere yeah. but maybe check it out maybe check it out yeah might have a buffet
0: well, I'm all, all about the buffet now.
1: Sadly, that's the first thing I think of when Yo, I think I'm of not, resorts. I nah, don't know why.
0: You should be because I'm not worried about the calories, my weight, nothing on this trip. There you go. I no, mean, I'm not worried about that down here, but I really ain't going to be worried no, about it up
1: there. No, not at all. Not at all. If you have thoughts uh, on Zay's honeymoon, you let us know. He is headed to Cancun next week. NBA Draft. Thoughts if you're a Spurs fan on Wimbenyama. We'll get to the Rockets and the Mavs and what they ended up with. Uh, also, coming up, let's talk some football. Our mountain of the day is green, and it's the Jets. They're on the Cowboys schedule early on. Mount Rushmore, all time. Remember, no coaches here, just players. Your all time, your Mount Rushmore of New York Jets. We'll tell you what we came up with next on the horn. Chad and Zay. Always got to wait on that one. You hear that start, it's one of two things. If you listen for Stevie, it's Stevie Nicks. If you hear Beyonce and the ladies. Oh, wow. It's Bootylicious. Yeah. Isn't that what that song was called? Absolutely. Right. That's the sample. Um, And a great usage of that sample. It's a great little riff that never goes away. Just a simple little thing, but it makes the whole song in a way. Stevie Nicks getting us started today. Great show. Hopefully. Cross fingers. I got tickets to see Stevie and Billy Joel, but it's not until next March because somebody got sick this year. What the hell's going on? Yeah, Leftover weird COVID stuff. Come on now. I don't even know if it was COVID. I can't remember what they said it was. Maybe it was. Something in Stevie's band, I think. Hope everybody's all right there. Speaking of all right, let's give another shout out to Dion Sanders. I saw an update on this surgery today. They do not believe there's nothing about amputation in this surgery. Woo. There was a discussion that maybe Dion's going to have to have a foot amputated if things continue to get worse, but the good news maybe today, Zay, is they're going after a blood clot in his groin. Now, that sounds terrible, right, on on its face. But if we could all understand how a blood clot in that area, if it is keeping blood from flowing to that foot and they can fix that, today could be a massive day for Dion.
0: Yeah, and Dion's had a lot of health troubles as of late and – When you're a head football coach of a Power 5 program, we've talked about it, Chad, a lot of stress comes with that. Sure. And at the end of the day, yes, obviously Deion Sanders loves football, but your health's way more important. And if I'm Colorado, I'm a little bit concerned because what they're trying to accomplish, can Deion Sanders handle that? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, (laughs) he's really struggling right now, and... He's not able to recruit. He's not able to be with his team right now. So he's losing a lot of time, which he should be. He should focus on his health first, but if this continues to happen, man, he might have to make a decision if he wants to continue to be a coach or not.
1: Yeah, big day for him today. Hopefully this will allow him to continue to be coach prime, and we'll find out what that Colorado thing is going to be, and then you know, does Colorado end up sticking in the Pac-12, in a new newer Pac-12, do they end up in the Big 12? Uh, we will see, but all the best to Deion Sanders today with that surgery. Coming up at 105, more NFL stories. Just feels like every day there's another player telling us how great his, his quarterback is, and we'll get to a couple more of those guys. Offensive side of the ball this time. Uh, guys talking about how great they think their quarterbacks are. Coming up in the crap bag, I'll get into a baseball update story uh, about Rob Manfred that I thought was interesting, especially if you're an Astros fan. Um, right now though, we're going to get into a little bit of the mountain discussion. We're <clears throat> We're doing a mountain of the day as we lead up to football season. Zay and I are just talking about these Mount Rushmores of football teams. We've done college versions and we've done pro versions. And yesterday we hit the Texans and Oilers, did the Houston version of it. And we appreciate everybody jumping in on that. Today we're picking a team on the Cowboys schedule Early. If you want to find out about this Aaron Rodgers thing, we're going to find out pretty quick with the Jets. So we're going with the Mount Rushmore of the New York Jets today. They play the Bills on that Monday night. They go to the Cowboys week two. And Zay, by the time week four is done, they will also have hosted the Chiefs. Yeah. So Bills, Cowboys, Chiefs, three of their first four. The other one is the Patriots, if you care. So that's a hell of a start for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, talk about being battle tested early. Like, you
0: don't have much time to get used to, you know, your teammates and get acclimated, which they might be debating Aaron Rodgers playing and a few more or taking a few more snaps in the preseason than he normally would just so we could get some type of chemistry. Cause like you just said, that schedule's thick boy.
1: Yeah. I would love to see some really good rhythmic, well-timed, efficient first quarters, second quarters, especially in that, in the real rehearsal, I'd let him go a full half, maybe even a, You know, a drive in the third quarter like they used to, then you get him out. But yeah, I try to get him as much as I, as much as it feels right. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, All right, so Jets, Mount Rushmore, you want to go first here?
0: Yeah, I'll go first, man.
1: Did this end up being easy for you? No. Okay. Not at all. All right, where are we going? Well,
0: first off, you got to understand the Jets, they've been around for a long time. A lot of their players are old. Again, with this, I don't feel comfortable putting guys on there that I haven't seen. Uh Some are just obvious that even though I haven't seen them, you have to put them on. But others when it comes to like offensive linemen and defensive players and stuff like that that's where it gets a little shaky for your boy okay so my list yeah very biased all right very out there yes. but a lot makes sense all right. and we're starting with Broadway Joe
1: okay all right I have to put him up there okay just like the Earl Campbell thing you can't deny what I'm that saying, I yeah, can, right. can't
0: deny it i mean right. over 27,000 yards five time pro bowler obviously hall of fame the super bowl 3 championship iconic calling it his own shot basically saying what they gonna win the game yeah he said before the game
1: just he, he guaranteed guaranteed a
0: that thing like just didn't give a damn guaranteed that thing yeah. and they
1: won it and the NFL had dominated the first two Super Bowls a lot of people thought the AFL could not compete a lot of people thought the AFL was nowhere close. And you got the Colts on the other side, coached by Don Shula, if I'm not mistaken, coming into that game. Right. Johnny U, I believe, is on the other side of that game, if I'm not mistaken. No, Johnny U, I think, was the backup, maybe. It's another quarterback and Johnny U were a part of that game. But to to guarantee it like that and beat him, it's big time.
0: And he's so fly, man. The, yeah. You know, the mink coats and the fur and the white shoes when he played. Like yeah. he was one of the first to wear white shoes when everybody was just so strict. You got to wear black. Everything just has to match. Who don't care? about how you look and Joe was like no nah, I'm gonna be fly out here I'm gonna smoke a cig every once in a while I'm gonna have a good time I'm gonna live up in New York
1: yeah he was like some of the Derek Jeter stuff but he cranked it up even further right like it was because Derek did the mild-mannered version of I'm the captain I'm gonna run New York yeah. Joe ran it a different way yeah yeah he yeah. had a good
0: time he oh, party. yeah you know what I'm saying and I know everybody knocks his 173 touchdown to 220 interception rate. That's, mm. that's tough. That's but, yeah. yeah, especially in that era. But still, come on. I think he's the GOAT when it comes sure. to the New York Jets, and you have to have him
1: there. Yep, I agree. Joe Willie got to be on the list. All right, so Joe Willie was the no doubt about it. Where else? Where else did you go?
0: Curtis Martin.
1: Curtis, all right. Yeah, I gotta put him up
0: there. Hall uh-huh. of Famer, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, '95 Rookie of the Year. So smooth. One of those underrated <laughs> running backs of the '90s that you know gets lost with Barry Sanders, Emmitt, and guys like Terrell Davis. But Curtis Martin, he did this thing. He was nice with it.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Every year he was in. Every year he was with the Jets. Other than, like, maybe two was a 1,000-yard year. You go look at the productivity. It was silly. Curtis Martin's on mine, too. You got two of mine, so you got half of mine so far. Joe Namath, Curtis Martin. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, and as far as Curtis Martin goes, I remember Bucky Gobble always saying that's the most handsome man he's ever seen in his life. Oh,
1: Curtis is a very good-looking dude. Yeah.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I was a little zesty for me, Buck, but, you know, whatever. A little zesty. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. Whatever. But, yeah, Curtis Martin, he did his thing. Got to put him on there.
1: All right. Jarell Revis. Revis Island. I did it oh, too. I did it man. too. Just so too. locked
0: down. Just so locked down. Ridiculous. The matchups that he had. That one incredible season that he had. What was it? 2011, maybe? I don't remember. But he had about 21 deflections. Nobody threw to his side. He was tough. I know one. One time he got burnt that i always remember is when Brady and Randy Moss connected, and Randy Moss had that one-handed catch on mm-hmm. him. Nah, that was yep. nasty. But other than that, Darrell Reeves was the man. Seven-time pro bowler, four-time All-Pro, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's up there for me, a guy that I love watching play. And, you know, I love cornerbacks. I mean, Champ Bailey's one of my favorite players ever, Deion also, and Darrell Rivas, he was one of the greatest cornerbacks of that era, so I had to put him up there.
1: Yeah, he's on my list, too. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That tells me, too, how fast you get into the Hall of Fame sometimes matters. So, Zay, this, see if this is the season you're thinking of. In 2010, he played in 13 games and defended 10 passes.
0: That might be it then. Ten. I mean.
1: Think about that. The level of respect that you show a guy like that uh, to never throw over there. Yeah, Revis Island was a real thing. So Joe Namath, Darrell Revis, Curtis Martin were three for three. Who was your last one, Zay? Yeah, no way we're going to get this one. Yeah? I mean, look, definitely
0: biased. Yes. I had no idea who to pick. Again, I went down the list. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. Oh, man, those stats look great. Who are you? A lot of that.
1: Don't tell me you ended up with Mark Sanchez. No,
0: I did not. Okay. Lake Travis' very own Garrett Wilson.
1: I mean, come on. Recency bias, ladies and gentlemen. He's One year?
0: One year already. Rookie of the year. (laughs) This year he could be the best wide receiver in the league with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's saying... He's the moves are sharper, the routes, everything is just so much more on point
1: in year two. Who do you want me to put? Keyshawn? Okay. Wait for bet? First off, I would like to point out that. As always, your Westlake hatred seems to show, but in this case, also your Lake Travis. They may pay for some dinners in Lake Travis for you now. I'll I'll take it. The Cavaliers may love you for this one.
0: Hey, I'll take a full course meal, (laughs) 40 some mountain steak, man, medium. I'm good with that. Yo, I'm telling you, Garrett Wilson, one of the greatest high school players in Texas history coming out of Lake Travis, Went to Ohio State. Still tough that Tom Herman didn't recruit that better, even though I knew he wasn't the biggest Texas fan and he's originally from Ohio, whatever. The Ohio State thing makes sense. Had a great career there, only three years, and in one season with the Jets, made a guy like Aaron Rodgers say, oh, I want to come there. Uh-huh. You think if Gary Wilson wasn't there, Aaron Rodgers wanted a touchdown in the NYC, <laughs> That's, JFK?
1: That's the only reason, That's huh? a big part. Okay. He All needs right.
0: somebody to throw to. He needs some confidence to say, I need a guy. And when you're being compared to Devontae Adams, you know what I'm saying? I get it. There's a whole bunch. I get all the heads are probably running off the road right now. So you've lost your damn mind.
1: Rushmore. I
0: get it. Remember, I'm leaning. (laughs) I'm still leaning. Remember that. Oh, it's no. This is.
1: That feels like (laughs) a honeymoon lean kind of a pick. You were about to go to bed last night, your wife, and you were discussing everything you're going to do on this trip. And then you realize, oh, wait, before I go to bed, I forgot that last name. What's his? Oh, yeah, Garrett Wilson. We're going, Garrett. I mean, come on now. now. All right, before the break, let me see if I can restore some old man quality to this Mount Rushmore discussion, because there was nothing like this dude back in the day. I gotta go line of scrimmage with my other pick. I'm going sack exchange, Mark Gastineau, ladies and gentlemen. From eighty to eighty-five. Eleven and a half sacks, twenty. Six the next year in only nine games. 19, 22, and 13 and a half. There was very few as badass as Mark Gastineau. Plus, he and Lawrence Taylor, for me really elevated the idea of attacking quarterbacks, elevated the idea of defensive stars. Gastineau had the sack dance. It's the first sack dance I remember. It became a big deal. They even made rules against it because he created the sack dance and everybody started doing it, so then they tried to get rid of it. I'm going Mark Gastineau on my fourth. So I'm going with Rivas, Gastineau, Namath, and Curtis Martin.
0: Yo, man, Gastineau looks scary as hell. Dude,
1: he was a beast. What a beast he was. Just an incredible, incredible player. Mark Gastineau, D and East Central is the college. There's one I didn't know. Where the hell is that? East Central University in Ada, Oklahoma? A Division II school? man Mark gasseau was d two born in Ardmore, Oklahoma, and the Sooners and Cowboys couldn't find him. If you're good enough, they will find you, oh my lord, six five two sixty six is the way they list him here defensive player of the year four four time all pro first team uh a second team all pro five pro bowls, and was the sack leader in two different seasons. jeez. <laughs> And he was on the New York Jets all-time four-decade team. And he's in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, Mark Gastineau, just unbelievable. Um, Oh, wait, here we go. This makes sense. First season at that school. Transferred to Arizona State one season playing defensive end before finally settling upon East Central Oklahoma State University. Now East Central University. Wow. Okay. There you have it. So it doesn't even count the Arizona State there. Even finished up uh, a little time in the CFL. I'd forgotten about that. So Mark Gastineau is going to be mine. Let us know what you think of the Jets, Mount Rushmore. Somebody sent us Namath, Martin, Revis, and Kevin Mawai back to the line of scrimmage, one of their badass offensive linemen. He's a bad. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. That's a discussion to have. Mawai, absolutely Hall of Fame quality guy. Jets, Mount Rushmore. It's a team you got to pay attention to, not only because of Aaron Rodgers, but again, Cowboys play them second game of the year. We will get into at some point today. Aaron Rodgers defending the ayahuasca and the uh hallucinogenics and the pharmaceuticals not so much the pharmaceuticals the natural pharmaceuticals i guess he went to the psychedelics is the word i'm trying to come up with he went to a convention to talk about uh what he thinks of psychedelics we will get into that as well um kind
0: way uh brett Favre's johnson pick does not make the list no that does that not is, that's not gonna
1: make that it. does not make the list yes and to that person that sent that this as the Jest Mount Rushmore, the butt-fumble, Favre's, Favre's picture, Namath's drunk sideline interview, and Geno Smith getting his jaw broken by a teammate in the locker room. That's probably a Patriots fan right there, so or a Giants fan. Thank you so much for that. Jets Mount Rushmore, we'll keep talking about that. One o'clock, we'll get in some more NFL stuff. Up next in the crap bag, Rob Manfred admits a mistake. Astros fans, is this good news? Chad and Zay. All right. Rolling through a Friday. 180's standard followed by another. This was a big one back then. Although it's called Summer of 69. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. The Canadian legend. Big run back in the '80s. Saw a great video the other day. Uh, my father-in-law was going through something on the TV and wanted to pull up a Tina Turner song because we were thinking of Tina. We we're talking about Tina, telling stories. He pulled up this incredible deal of Tina and Brian Adams singing. Uh, I think the song is called "It's Only Love." I think it's one of Brian's songs that she. I don't think she was on the original, but they did it live together. And Zay, I swear it looked like there were 100,000 people there. I mean, it was this massive show. That's cool. And I don't know if it was Tina's show or Brian's show or whatever, but man, it was really cool. I think it was Tina's show now that I'm going back. It had, the, yeah, because it had the big Tina over the stage. So it was Tina's tour. She brings him out, but I swear it looked like there were 50,000. 80,000 at least there. It was incredible. Brian Adams, Stevie Nicks, getting us started today. If you missed our discussion of The Chronic and Tombstone yesterday, go back to hornfm.com. Check out the podcast page. That was a good discussion. And uh, check out the beginning of today's show for Zay's vacation hat, which he has now got kind of on the back. So that now you got it down the back, Yeah, which is the way you dress it up. If you guys go for a nice dinner, just had to slide the hat down the back, you're good. Exactly. No problem. Oh, yeah. Blocking the sun off the back (laughs) not a problem at all yeah it's very comfortable yeah Yeah. i'm feeling the look looks good it looks good Um, one quick note here yesterday we talked about christian clark the running back out of arizona that verbally committed to texas just to let everybody know zay i'm looking i started looking up some stuff for him i was looking at videos today from his junior year and we can talk about that but i also noted that this schedule in front of me here on 24-7, so Horns247.com, 24-7 Sports, has him on an official visit to Georgia today. I don't know if that's still happening. Ugh. I'm also seeing him tweeting and retweeting stuff that you'll like, like he's retweeting Colin Simmons, the big edge rusher from Duncanville that's coming in. He's Duncanville, right? Yes. Yeah, coming in for the big weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, Clark retweeted that, and he retweeted another like class of 26 guy that got a visit from Sark, uh, or 25 or 26 guy, and he retweeted that. So all that feels good, but that's got to be a weird feel. I know you keep recruiting them all the way to the end, but that's got to be wild to go meet Kirby Smart the day after you verbally commit to somebody else. Yeah. It's got to be strange.
0: Yeah, it's like telling your girlfriend, oh, yeah, we together, and I'm committing this stuff, but I'm about to go on another date with somebody else.
1: Yeah, go show me around Athens. But – and remember the old days, the the coach that you guys used to have, Mac Brown wouldn't wouldn't stand for that stuff. No. Mac Brown would tell you, hey, if you still have places to go, don't commit to us now. Right. Go ahead and go and do whatever you need to do. But once you commit, if you commit to us – I don't want you going anywhere else. Yeah. That's the way it used to be. And Sark
0: would be a hypocrite if he tried to do that because he still recruits guys even though they yep. committed. That's right. They haven't signed on that dotted line yet. Ask Colton Vosik. Remember that flip? Yep. This a while ago. Oh,
1: late flip, Late too.
0: flip. Oh, we're going to OU. Everything's Ooh, cool. Late Norman flip. Yep. It's about to get popping. Wearing the Jordan brand. Not so fast. Yeah. And... Bam, now he's at Texas looking to have a very good freshman year for an edge-rushing team that has a few question marks this season. So, yeah, I mean, this is the game, Chad. Like, for him to take another trip to Georgia – it sucks, but, hey, we do the same thing with other recruits, and it's just going to continue to happen.
1: Yeah, and Christian Clark, uh, part of his tweet announcing it yesterday, it said, like, this is home or feels like home, something like that. And if you're a Longhorn fan, you hope that's what sticks. Uh, he visited Florida State and Oregon this month as well and maybe visits Georgia today. We'll see, but he has committed to Texas. So we'll talk about that. The video is pretty impressive if you haven't watched it yet. he is uh, He's something to see. Uh, coming up at 1, we'll get back into some NFL. NFL stuff. Multiple NFL players defending their own quarterbacks because it's that time of year and they they haven't gotten to training camp yet, so this is all they can do is kind of talk smack at each other. So we'll give you the latest smack talk and the latest quarterback that they're saying just might be the best ever. Uh, Right now, though, let's get into the crap bag here. If you're an Astros fan, listen up and let's figure out if this is good or bad news for you.
0: Chad's Crap Bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap
1: and by the way zay got a text in says guys christian clark canceled his ov to georgia
0: oh that's what i'm talking about
1: i had not seen that thank you texter thank you we'll try to double check that with at least one texter saying they heard that he canceled somebody else said he canceled the visit hang on did somebody send the image no no okay just checking yeah Multiple two. That's multiple sources right that's there. Multiple sources. Multiple it's texters so saying he canceled. I will take it. That could be good news for you, Texas fans. All right. So uh, the the question is, if you're an Astros fan, how do you feel about this kind of story? Rob Manfred does an interview with Time Magazine, and he says that uh, granting the players immunity in the Astros scandal was, quote, maybe not my best decision ever. Quote, I'm not sure that I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us. Starting with, I'm not going to punish anybody, might not be, might not my, wait, 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 maybe not, sorry, maybe not my best decision ever, end quote. He's talking about the players. He's talking about the players part. So if you're an Astros fan today, I'm trying to figure this out, Zay. I'm the kind of fan that wants to know. I would want to know, was Altuve involved? Was Bregman involved? Was Correa involved? Were other big names involved? But the way it was done protects them all in a way. Hinch got it. GM got it. Team got it as a whole. Big fine, lose draft picks. But some fans would say, "Well, wh- well who cares?" The actual cheaters didn't get punished, other than booze at the ballpark. They're going to be called cheaters. Yeah. They didn't take the ring from them, and those players didn't get so. Uh, it, maybe, it, maybe a couple balls aimed at the noggin. Maybe right, but we have. I, I don't know that we've seen too many of that. Too much of that go too crazy. That we had a guy call Correa a cheater this year, this season. After he, uh, well, see, did he did strike him out, I think is what it was, that he was proud of himself for striking out a cheater, something <laughs> like that. So some of that still hangs out there. It's just such a strange story to me. And, by the way, A.J. Hinch back in the league now in Detroit. Correa, uh, and the other, excuse me, Alex core is the other weird guy to me here. I still can't believe he didn't get punished more. He was the bench coach for the Astros, then went to the Red Sox and was the manager for the other cheating team back-to-back years. But they just kicked him out for a year, and he got to come back. The Red Sox said, welcome back, (laughs) unlike the Astros. Right. And I do think both of them should be put on the same level. I don't know why the Red Sox somehow get away with – it's the same thing to me. They were both caught cheating. They were both doing something they were told specifically not to do. They are both, whatever you want to say, altered, tainted – Asterisk, however you want to look at it. Those two championships to me are on the same level. Fans, claim them all you want. They didn't technically take them from you, but the rest of us are going to roll our eyes. We just are. Right. So if I'm an Astros fan today, I just wonder how I react to that Time Magazine story. Do you not care if you're an Astros fan? Do you not want this coming back up if you're an Astros fan? What's your feel when you hear Rob Manfred say, Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe it wasn't my best decision ever.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting thing to say. I mean, at the end of the day, he can't take it back. I mean, hey, take games away from him now then. Well, You feel that way if you're still talking about it, but it's so far in the past. They've won a ring since then. Like, yes, it will always be tainted, but um, this is a stupid story. For him to say that, just to bring it back up again, yeah, was he asked this question or he just brought it up?
1: It must have been because he's doing an interview with Time Magazine. Okay. So, they, yeah, I mean, that's probably – and maybe that's it. They may have uh, – I, I didn't see the exact question that was asked, but that's a, a logical question that could get asked. Do you have any regrets? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty – yeah. So that, I guess that's what started. I mean, does it
0: make him look like a better guy that he says that? Like, I don't think of him as a better guy. He don't do none for me. Like, so what's the
1: point? And if you're a player or you're in the Players Association, to me it's like, no, 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 man, why are you saying that now? Yeah. You did something that kind of helped us out. You protected us all in a way, and let's just move forward. Somebody texted, Yankees and Red Sox also engaged in sign stealing, but that's okay. I would never say that's okay, but let's be clear. The Yankees were caught doing the, Iowa, the, the Apple Watch thing. That's what started this whole deal. Then everybody was told specifically not to do it. The Astros did it and did it at a higher level than the Yankees did it. Then the Red Sox did it again in 2018. And the Astros were still doing it in 2018. That's what happened. I hate the Yankees more than any baseball fan out there, possibly. But they do not fall into the category for me. I'm not saying they've never cheated. The league has never come out and said, this is it, absolutely, stop cheating. And then the Yankees t- cheated the way the Astros and Red Sox did. Right. you, so, you got to eat this if you're in one of those two fan bases. You get the ring, but you also get the question mark. Yep. You get the rest of us commenting on it. Because it was dirty.
0: Yeah, it was dirty. But there's been a lot of dirty in baseball.
1: Sure, yeah. There's been a lot of dirty. And you can say, oh, there's been a lot of dirty that's never been caught. Right. This was the dirty that was caught, specifically talked about, and you were told not to do it. And you did it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. Right. And deep down, whether it's Altuve, Correa, Bregman that I named, it's because the, the pitchers don't feel like they'd be connected to me. Right? This was an offensive cheat. You were cheating to figure out what they were throwing you. That was the issue. So I always wonder. I mean,
0: some say they would know and they should have snitched. That would have been the moral thing to do.
1: I always wonder what the pitchers think now. If I'm McCullers, if I'm, heck, Fires is the one that started the story. I don't want to be connected to something like that. Wouldn't I want to try to clear my name? But deep down, they all know who was doing it.
0: Yeah, they knew who was doing it. They
1: all know who the crew is doing it, and you got to think there's big names in there. So in the end, Manfred protects them, but then comes back and runs his mouth here and brings it back up, and then idiots like me talk about it. That's not what he needs. That's not what he needs. Yeah. you just got to f- come up with a better answer probably he, than he that. He needs to let it go. Yeah. He needs
0: to stop bringing it up.
1: He does. All right, there's your uh, crap bag for the day. We do it at 12.45 each and every show. Coming up, your 1 o'clock hour in the Flex segment. It is 7 on 7 day. Today, we'll tell you who the area teams are matching up with in that hot, hot weather in College Station. And coming up... Kelsey defends Patrick, and another Packer is gushing about Jordan Love. We'll tell you who it is on the horn.